0: Good afternoon, you're welcome to Local Media This Week, the show where we talk about uh, issues concerning Clare and East Clare that are in the papers. And by the papers, we mean generally the Clare Echo, the Clare Champion, and online with the Clare Herald, and the County Express when it is out as well. And we encourage everybody to support uh, journalism. In Count Clare, we're very lucky to have uh, the j- quality of journalists that we have in Count Clare, and they all need to sort of um, get paid a few bucks, so buy a paper and uh, oh, yeah. so support everybody. And a few of them have won awards, which we will allude to in the second part of the show. But we, we will start by uh, saying that Jim... Um, uh, is not here today as you can hear because uh, i am not jim <laughs> uh, uh, just a shame he didn't tell me he wasn't coming but uh, so uh, i am a little bit unprepared so m- my apologies in advance but uh, the, the usual crew are here john s good afternoon afternoon <laughs> uh, pat o'brien good afternoon, good afternoon. Uh, and uh, david fleming welcome back david good so,
1: afternoon and thanks very much no bother
0: Now um Uh, I've alluded in in my intro to basically that we're going to talk about uh, everything to do with County Clare, but uh, there is an article that has been presented to me that we we said we had to start on. And the article is from uh, the Cork Examiner... Sorry, the Irish Examiner. Sorry, sorry, yes. David. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Back home. <laughs> Sleep sli- slip with slip the tongue
0: there. Uh, Saturday, the 27th of November. The Christmas Jumper Eco Disaster. So this week's episode of the show is going to start. Uh, Pat O'Brien in the Atacama Desert in Chile.
2: So tell us all about it. <laughs> uh, the, Christmas, uh, the Christmas Jumper Eco Disaster. Fast fashion is one of the, the world's biggest cont- contributors to climate change. Jennifer Stevens looks at the, the buying habits that have resulted in huge textile dumps in the deserts of Chile. Now, those three photographs here, and they're, they're they're very concerning for anybody that's uh, that's in, involved in in um, in in, uh, the, in saving the saving yeah, the planet. Yeah. Uh
0: what does it boil down to, Pat? It's basically that um, our Christmas jumpers, that, uh, which our Christmas has been cancelled half, by the way, uh, the hospitality sector has been treated uh, at the way at the minute. But basically, are they saying that you have your Christmas jumper, you wear it once, and then you throw it away, and it's winding up in Chile? Is
2: that what it boils well, down well, to? Well, that's part of it, yeah. Okay. And, and, and other, other clothes as well. There's a lot of clothes being, being produced cheaply and uh, in mass production, and they're sold off, and they're um, maybe used a few times, and then they're just... Dumped, and if they're not, um, you don't know, if they're not, c- cannot be used again or, or recycled again, and then j- they're just dumped in, out in Chile and in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the desert. Pa, what would you say would be the ideal solution to that? Well, I was listening to a program, at least watching a program there a few weeks ago on television on, on and um, what's happening in the world, in, in and oil yeah. was the biggest. Ireland was the biggest uh, polluter. polluter, yeah, and the second biggest polluter was textile manufacture. Really? Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, that's what it's
1: well, it's, as you say, the phrase "throwaway fashion." I mean, yeah. you, you, you people in today's world, they, they buy uh, clothing and they might only wear it a few times and and throw it away um
0: i I presume some of it pat is to do with the actual materials being used a little bit like we'll say i I know sky sky news in particular have been very active in sort of trying to show the amount of plastics being you know used at sea Mm. or thrown away at sea
2: so i presume this is the equivalent of it there's a huge amount of of clothes now being manufactured in plastic plastic fibers Alright oh,
3: and, and, and are they're not they're not they're not recyclable no. Oh. Because there are there are there is a commodity that is recyclable. You can right? like, w-
1: certainly it's difficult to recycle clothing but it is possible. Certainly wools, wool natural yeah, yeah. fibers. Yes, uh, But course. Pat has Pat has mentioned the synth- I suppose synthetic uh, pl- plastic based and other yeah. things which are impossible probably yeah. to to recycle.
2: And it takes it could take 200 years for them to 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 to, break down, to break down. Break down. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: What's the answer to that lads?
2: Cancel Christmas. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well,
1: I, to it, I, w- one solution is to try and rethink the way we do, we do clothing and uh, to recycle clothes, reuse clothes. I was uh, saying just before uh, we come on, we came on that. Uh, uh, children uh, I as a yo- as a young fella inherited a lot of my clothes and uh, fr- from the, the the generation just before me and we wore them and if they did survive of course they were well made they might be passed down again if, you know you might get a coat or something um and we can, my own household still practices that so the children particularly children because they grow out of clothes so yeah. very quick and they're passed down to maybe the cousins or or friends who who might appreciate that them. Mean, they're as you, good
3: did you Ever, did you ever hear of um, um, uh, American, uh, the American clothes coming into Ireland?
1: I did. My mother would have often received. Yeah, I mean packages.
3: Yeah, I mean we look forward to a yeah. Auntie May, you know, in Send, New York, sending the package. sending the packets.
1: Well, I think for children it's probably fine, but the but the issue is probably with adult clothing, and and uh, there uh, yeah. you can't really pass tho- those on probably. But I I would hope that our technology would. Um, would, uh, would be enhanced be so bad. that we can begin to recycle these. I was watching a program uh, a year or two ago in Italy where they recycle clothing. And it's quite laborious. They have to separate out each of the colors. Um, presumably it's wool-based or cotton-based. And uh, they, they boil the living daylights out of it. Yeah. And they reduce it to a pulp. Now, what they do with that pulp, I have no idea, but it
2: it is part of this recycling. So, maybe that's one potential answer. Fifty nine thousand tons of uh, each year alive in in the in in, in, Chile. The, in Chile. Yeah. And thirty nine tons, uh, thirty nine thousand tons of them cannot be resold and end up in dumps in the desert.
1: Yeah, it's can it's scandalous, really. Those photographs tell tell a lot, don't yeah, they? Yeah, and just appalling.
2: Two out of five Christmas jumpers. Are only worn once over the festive period, and yet they still bought in their millions each year. Yeah. The research also looked at 108 jumpers available from 11, 11 different high street retailers and found that 95% of them were made wholly or partly of plastic material. Yeah. One
1: solution to that is don't buy a Christmas jumper. Mm. Yeah. Do not buy a Christmas, or if you do, wear it every year. Now, right. Luke, what do you think of well,
0: that? Well, I, what I think, John, is we've spent t- enough time on it and we're going to move <laughs> from the desert of Chile to the frozen tundra of the offices of Clare County Council because I, I'm going to refer to page one of the Clare Champion, an yeah. article by Owen Ryan, anger over low banner growth guidelines. And this is about a new draft county development plan. So, John, do you want yeah. to get involved in the row?
3: Well, you know, there was anger about national policy, which provides certain targets for Clare's population growth. Isn't that right? Um, now, tell me this. How can you determine the growth of the population in Clare in any kind of a scientific way?
0: Well, you might need to have a few Christmas jumper parties
3: <laughs> to help it. Well, I think you can probably... Uh,
1: you you, you, you it, it, it wouldn't be terribly scientific because we don't know what the future is. We don't have a glass ball, but uh, If you were to try and attempt an exercise, you would look at see what general trends are. And in certain areas you can probably see growth obviously Ennis and some of the major towns you would if, if you look over the last 30 years you might see a trend which is an increasing population growth and you presume that that might continue for the next 10 I, years I know. and then conversely yeah. there might be areas where because of population decline that that decline is either leveling out or
3: going down but it's not taking into account for example the the, the reality that um uh, there is a tendency to move business out of the heart of towns, isn't that right? Out to village life, villages. Um, you take well,
1: even then, but you you would presumably include that or by looking at the last thirty years, for example. But that and
3: that's not indicative of, of what is now happening. But she,
1: over the last thirty years, that that attempt was made and is probably still being made. And if it has, if it is being <laughs> successful populations would, <coughs> you well, should be seeing that sort of increase mm-hmm. but there's so many different factors affecting populations and it's raised again here um, in this article mm-hmm. the areas wh- which d- doesn't have or don't have wastewater treatment plants yeah. Um, therefore the, that population will not expand. So if the infrastructure isn't there, now the one uncertain thing, which the, probably the national planners may not have figured out, is the remote working. And whether that is going to be a future, feature of the future, and it might well be. There are a lot of people remote working. Yeah, but working. What,
0: what, what effect will that have, David? That will have the same effect everywhere. My reading of this, basically, is that this is national policy coming down from <laughs> on high. Yes, yeah. 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 Right. And mm-hmm. there's no thought been put into, we'll say East Clare, West Clare, North Clare. Or any part of Clare other than the urban areas. Yeah, of
1: it. Yeah. Well, yeah. but we, we haven't actually seen what their report is. The the politicians mm. are, are talking about it, but we actually haven't seen. it. Presumably, the planners have indicated
2: growth in certain areas. It's 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 going to be up uh, on, from the tint of um, yeah, but the, for, the, for for a few months for submissions from the public. So this, this is this, this is should is, go along and, and read it. And we should. That's the now that's the county uh, development plan. Yeah, which
1: this national plan. Uh, presumably, is being informed by. I'd love, I'd love to see the national plan. I presume it's out there somewhere. The, and the councillors a few months ago made a big issue out of it, but they're now not stalling it, uh, even though they say uh, um, he doesn't. Even though they, the, the the move to make it public, as Tony O'Brien says, does not indicate agreement with the entire
2: contents. Yeah. But nevertheless, they're happy for it to be put put out there. Um, Pat Hayes a Pate's was also clearly happy saying a lot of dictates have come from national parliament, the planning regulator and all the different departments out there. They are now dictating that we, we they are now dictating what we put in at local level.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I I would I would probably say <laughs> In the past, m- local councillors messed up zoning so much that the national government had to step in. And that's, we remember we had planning yes. tribunals <coughs> and we all had, sorts of tribunals, which has yeah. cost the state millions, if not billions. And this is the consequence of it. Yeah. Power but, has been removed from them. But
3: look at, we have right on our doorstep, we have uh, the, the, the question of uh, Broadford. idly located, do you know, in terms of uh, commuter distance, to the larger towns mm. idly located mm. okay, and at the same time it could easily be part of the revitalization of rural Ireland of East Clare and all because of one simple factor and that is that they do not have an up- a modern up to date sewage system is yeah, that right? That's correct
1: no. and I would say I would place a lot of blame on that on the council which had control over wastewater treatment for since the establishment of the state, I suspect, and up until recently, until Irish Water took over. What do you mean there, by the way? Do you mean the, the executive side yeah, of yes, the county the council? the executive. Like, yeah. the, failure, the failure of multiple councils around the country to, to fail to put in place wastewater treatment facilities and water facilities yeah. has led to decline. And to that those trends that now the national planners are seeing as trends... Mm. Broadford. Now, we don't know where what parts of Clare the national planners have said are going to increase. I suspect East Clare (laughs) is is probably uh, earmarked for increase, Um, mm -hmm. but but certain parts of West Clare, for example, are probably earmarked to decline.
3: That is, if if this if the economic structure uh, for, for West Clare follows a the same kind of design. Uh, that will operate in East Clare. Mm. What I mean, what I'm getting at, getting at there, is that uh, West Clare has distinct disadvantages it for has, industrial. It has. It has
1: disadvantages, and it has advantages in other respects. Yeah, i.e. the tourism I, side. Absolutely. Um, but what maybe? I go back to this point, and Luke, Luke. I'd like to get his views on it because he, he kind of very quickly ran me down on it, the, the, remote, the remote working. Because presumably, um, if, you can, if you don't now need to work in Limerick and therefore reside in Limerick or Dublin or London or wherever you might be, and you can actually reside in West Clare with all those disadvantages that we might come up with, yeah. presumably that is kind of a game changer, Luke, isn't it?
2: If you had broadband, and the, <laughs> and the price, yes. the price of properties uh, back in with if, and and pro- if you, you could buy you, a house, you over bear
0: there? in mind that the price of properties, I think in La Hinch last year went up thirty eight percent. Right?
1: Don't Indeed. don't don't remote work from La Hinch, hmm. but, uh, but 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 it, it goes back to the infrastructure. So if you don't have the wastewater and you don't have the broadband, you are limiting yourself.
0: For infrastructure and planning. Where have we mentioned those things before?
2: Yeah, you don't, you don't have wastewater systems. Here, the hidden in the second page of the champion. Uh, so it's hard yeah, There's 52, 52 uh, villages, small villages and clear, or towns and in villages in clear have no wastewater system. So yeah, and the council,
0: yeah. the yeah. councils will uh, gently explain that away, yeah. saying, "Just that's that's yeah. an awful shame, but we can't do anything about it anymore because it's all been taken over by Irish Water." Water. Who, who will say we've no money to do it? Very sorry about is,
3: that is, is that being revisited? That uh, the, the actual mm. uh, takeover by Irish Water. Is there some kind con- talk going on at the moment? Not that right? I've is, heard of. Is, is heard there heard an heard.
0: election due, John? <laughs> <laughs>
3: not I, for, I, I, uh, the immediate. Yeah. yeah,
0: I don't know. I, I tell you, sure. we will <laughs> say from one contentious <coughs> issue, we will move on to another. And speaking about things rising and stuff like that. Yeah. Page uh, three. We, we allu- It was alluded to last week. Page three under champion and page. 16 in declare echo Dan Danner and Patrick McMahon have articles and it basically means that the county council's costs have risen by 40% since 2018 because they have adopted a new budget and uh, the adopted budget has increased from 111 million in 2018 up to 138.6 million in 2022 and we alluded last week that there is um a 3.8 percent increase in rates the first uh, increase there i think in about 13 years i think yeah okay uh which was an issue that uh, i know is on the front page of the echo as well the park has an article there and the quote is uh, I thought news of rates increase was a joke. That's uh, from a, a restaurateur, yeah. uh, owner of Henry's Bistro and Wine Bar, Dermot Fatten. Uh, or sorry, Fatten, I should <laughs> say. Admitted, he presumed the initial talk for rates increase was a joke. He says it's like a bit. By a thousand
1: cuts. Yeah, you know, it's uh, on the face of it, reading it, and uh, it, it does seem like a surprise that the council, in the middle of a pandemic, and given <coughs> given what businesses are said to have um, suffered from, particularly the hospitality, that that the county would that the, our councillors would have voted for an increase in the rates, three point eight percent. It makes us one of. I, I think we'll have to get the statistic right, um, but this county, Claire is one of the highest counties now in terms of rates? Can, yeah, can we get? I think it's. I think can it's. it's, a, I, think right?
0: it's
2: a, uh, I think it's in the top six. I think. Top, play, top play, six. Clare, and Cork are the three counties that have put up their rates this year.
1: Yeah, and 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 so it does seem
3: a bit strange. But there
2: wait a
1: I-
3: minute, mean, i can't ask you, lads you, The three. Yeah. Of you, the three of you have attacked. Uh, the actual increase.
1: Oh no, we have d- all <laughs> we have done is highlighted what is in the newspapers, the, uh, and we're 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 very much adopting. We'll wait now to adopt a position
3: once we have this discussion.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: we await your
1: input,
0: John. Yes, no, no, I'm,
3: I'm, I'm following your your logic. Uh, <laughs> there's one particular. Larry, you've enjoyed the munificence of the county council in our area, haven't we? We've had little developments that uh, enhance the our, our East Clare zone. Yeah,
1: and would Brazil you agree
3: with that? A, 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 and ca- I would. And the, oh county, right. and the
1: <coughs> county town and all and, the county and that no, dip- the question Wait a minute, is wait a
3: second now till I put that in context. Is that not the job of the council, John? <laughs> it is. Okay, go on. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm commending them for doing the job reasonably well. And they depend on us to provide some of the funding for that. Wouldn't that be true?
1: We provide funding through... The citizen provides funding through the local property tax yes and And so So I'm very happy to see a return on my on the tax I'm delighted yeah Uh, uh, but but, and we should come to another part of that story now uh, in a second about 2 million uh, leaves the county uh, uh, from the council because we've over uh, because of the equalisation legislation which applies but but rates rates is the is the tax of course businesses pay and of course they benefit as well but all all some might some people might question out there in the middle of the current pandemic where businesses have suffered, is it would it not have been prudent to give them
3: a break just for this year and then to um perhaps the timing would could have been better, sure. all right? Oh, but yeah. but mind you, times have gone out the door with this darn uh, what we call it, COVID yeah. 19, and, yeah. and and it's brothers and sisters coming after <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. okay. Well,
2: you see, the, the the point about about it's okay, uh, rates are fine. If you have a big turnover and if you have a big profit, but there's a lot of small, small, small businesses, and they're they're only just struggling, and they, have to, they still have to pay the rates. Your rates are going to come in. I I I was in business for 20 years, and the rates still came in the door, and you paid it whether whether you was making money or not.
3: Yeah. Could you make a case for a reduction when it, you were in your uh, no. You couldn't. You couldn't, no. But you had to pay your You had to pay, you
2: your had to pay they, they'll, give you, they'll give you different ways of paying it every month, to every six weeks. <laughs> we just they've for yeah. the year was out.
1: The, 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 the Porig actually, in, on page 16, gives a nice account of the debate that was held. He, he also, whether people are thinking about this uh, at local elections or not, he indicates who voted for. Yes, and right, who, who, who voted against.
0: Yeah, I, I'll come back to that in, in a yeah. minute. Um, just i'll I'll, I'll go back to the champion and just say uh councillor johnny flynn said some neighboring counties have commercial rates almost 33 percent lower than clare county council which makes counties like limerick and galway more attractive for foreign direct investment which is a fair point uh the ennis councillor pointed out clare county council and galway city council are the only two local authorities on the west coast that are net contributors to the lpf equalization fund now i Presume that's the local property uh, yes uh, tax local property e- tax uh, equalisation fund. So <clears throat> it basically means that two million of the local property tax uh, collected in Clare is gone out.
1: Is gone out to to kind of equalise payments in yeah. poorer counties okay. essentially, and and that would go now. Dublin is the big one of the biggest contributors because yeah. it would take its largest haul. Now, my point, Luke, is why did our councillors? Vote to increase the local property tax this year by five percent. I think it was fifteen. Was it David. F- the full fifteen yes. percent? The full so and and citizens out there, <laughs> listeners, will know that local councillors have the power to either increase it to a maximum of fifteen or decrease it by a maximum of fifteen percent. Why did they increase it so that then two million of it would leave the county?
0: Well, is it a little bit like if two million of it leaves the county, then? Uh, you know, another they might start to get a bit extra then out of the increase by the fifteen percent. That you know, that they, they'll, 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 they'll get, they'll get more, a bit back.
1: They'll get a bit back. Uh,
0: David,
3: uh, there, uh, there was uh, a point coming at me. Uh, I don't know. As Could they not increase the ten percent rather right. than fifteen percent? Then, well, Councillor Mary Howard, right, made uh, quoted quoted by Porrick McMahon uh, there that this is a non-democratic tax. The rates now we're talking about. Yes, we are still on businesses. She felt that there was parallels between the present and 2009 when the bubble had burst. But I only want the first part of that sentence. Yeah. Calling it a non-democratic tax on businesses. Does she not know what democracy is? And what is <sighs> dictates what is democrat, a democratic decision or a yeah. non democratic yeah. decision? I, I doubt it
1: because um, uh, she wouldn't have said it if she fully understood. Because she is part of the democratic process, Absolutely. and a vote was held. Yeah. Uh, and, and the councillors there. She, she is listed as amongst those voting against it, so she was part of the democratic process. So I'm not sure why she would have used that phrase. Maybe it was in the heat of the moment, who knows. But. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, well yes. there, there's a few other heat of the moment uh, quotes <laughs> I see here as well. Um, they say, Turkeys don't vote for Christmas, but Councillor O'Callaghan and Councillor Taltier ratepayers and they are in favour of the budget, uh, Councillor Pat Burke noted. Um, yeah. Businesses are hanging by a thread, Councillor Claire Collin Malloy warned, as she accused the council of rolling over on a challenge. And uh, there, you know, there is a, a debate in relation to the whole thing. And I see uh, Tony O'Brien uh, just going back to the rates. Yeah. Uh, uh, similar, uh, he expressed uh, say, similar views were expressed by Councillor Tony O'Brien Fianna Fáil, uh, says Park McMahon uh, to enforce a rates increase of 3.8% was quote very unfair he felt the local property tax was quote the elephant in the room as he vo- voiced his annoyance with the equalisation fund
1: mm, Yeah.
0: now it's all well and good they can voice their annoyance but when it comes <laughs> down to how they voted and would yeah. would we'll say Pat uh, 138 million that's the budget
3: 138. So,
0: 16 councillors voted in favour of it, 10 against, and while two were absent. absent Who were yes. they? Uh, Park has, uh, has the how, how they voted here, and uh, not present, uh, councillor Liam Grant, Green Party, and councillor Donna McGettigan of Sinn Féin. And absent from
3: a critical vote. Never God's take lads.
1: Well we'll have to we'll we, we should inquire why they could be genuinely absent through illness or whatever. Well that
3: should have been indicated it should, by Park man yeah, yeah. if that were now, so. No we, we
1: we maybe he'll contact them and and we'll we'll know for next mm. week. No, well, what struck me Pat is is what they're calling the councillors all seem to like the idea of what they call the general municipal allocation <laughs> and that's the money isn't it pat that they yeah. can spend that they have control over themselves they have
2: control over they can spend in their own area and yeah. that
1: hasn't been cut at all and it hasn't been increased either but it's it's a pot it's it's about one million yeah. of the 138 What what's that one percent or something yeah of not, the even total 1%, budget, not even one so, yeah. percent of yeah. the budget but and, and to be fair to them the councillors do spend it wisely but um is it sort of a is it sort of... Are we buying off... Are the, are the executive buying off the councillors, do you think? By
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. In recent years, that, that money has been there anyway, and the councillors have control over it. And, and I suppose the councillors spent in their own area, and we, we, we can't complain about it too much. W-
1: would they have <laughs> voted for the budget?
2: Would they have voted for this budget if, if they had got
1: a cut
0: <laughs> in the General <laughs> yeah,
2: the Municipal ma- Allocation? There might be more than... might be more to get it. Right. Well I, t- t- t-
0: t- I tell you... We, Bo- sorry, Pat, one. Yeah.
2: Before you go there, Luke, uh, Johnny Flynn there says um Clare County Council and Galway City Council are the only two local authorities on the west coast that are not um, um, uh, that have net contributors to the L. PF, Equalisation Fund. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, like, what about, what about the Kerry crowd? Have they, they any money? Are they paying, are they paying any property tax? <laughs> <laughs> they ca- they ca-
1: I'd say <laughs> the ca- they're tours <laughs> Q- <laughs> down there.
2: <laughs> and right. they
1: have worked it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those hilly uh, Lim- Rays. They Lim- yeah. Lim- yeah.
2: Lim- like on the West Coast as well Galway, Galway, Galway yeah, 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 yeah. and Galway County. So, you, are you suggesting we're
3: discriminated against? Well, I'm
2: just wondering how come the we're
3: doing uh, doing two, like well, the only two and Mayo, I,
1: Mayo, Mayo, a big county Pat, as well. Pat, I would say we're not boxing. Seen clever on it. Now I don't know we
2: could, could dig down a well, little. it would be I great I to, to see
1: a little article on it yeah. I think
2: I think when the councillors come in and uh, we'll, we'll have to we'll have talk to, to them about ha- it Exactly <laughs> <They're> <laughs> <Yeah. just> well, <laughs> well, well,
0: well the next time that they're in anyway we're going to finish up with basically you can talk to them we'll say on their thoughts on the budget because uh, yeah. four of our five councillors voted for it uh, Councillor Joe Cooney Councillor Pat Hayes Councillor Pat Burke and Councillor Alan O'Callaghan voted for it and uh, Councillor Tony O'Brien voted against so that yeah. is basically how, how our councillors in East Clare voted in, in relation to it.
2: But well, I, I have been highlighted about that 2 million in a, in, a, in a few years. and I think we were actually last year as well. Which I, 2
1: million now is this? Um, the 2 million we're giving away. Oh, the 2 million we're giving away, oh, were away. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Obviously right. we want to see the poorer counties do it. would be curious now, if the councillors voted against the budget, what would the consequences be? I think well, if if there's a final...
0: If they keep voting against it, I think... Uh, the, minister, the, the, minister, the, minister the minister can, minister can impose right. yeah.
2: it and yeah, to, yeah. I think that happened about 20 years ago. Probably. It did. Well, I think people... was up there now. It's going to be up in the 10th of, of, of December and I think people should... Uh, People should look at it and and, and yep. read it. This is the development, the development plan. Now. Okay. This is the development yep. plan. And read the yeah. submissions. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Yep. And sort I we'll be system.
0: hoping for a bit of growth in East Clare. Right. Listen, we're 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 out of, and not, we're not, we're not quite out of time, but we're <laughs> running late again. Now we're going to move over. Yeah. To Blake's corner. <laughs> The oh famous yeah. one. Indeed. We're, we're, so we're, in we're, West Clare, we're, we're not we? talking about the Puka this week. We're, talk, we're talking about Blake's Corner. <laughs> it's in page 8. Page
2: 8 there, Pat. Yeah, the, uh, te- the te- eight, te- tell yeah. us about it. Another accident. No, no injuries as care crashes into a wall at Blake's Corner by project O'Connor. No injuries were reported as care collided with a wall at Blake's Corner in an assignment. At lunchtime on Saturday, a BMW of care mounted a wall at Blake's Corner. Two American tourists were in the vehicle at the time... <laughs> and (laughs) sustained no injuries. The wall which the car was damaged. David
1: cor- 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 I, I'm sorry for...
2: David, for think think from, from your sense of humour there, I, th- I think you might have
0: a thought on why the car crashed. Yeah. Be a little no. bit like now, we'll say, if Paddy was over in the States, <coughs> he might have been driving on the wrong side yeah. of the road as well. Is that your I, thought?
1: I think that is my thought, uh, because to, to actually mount a car on that corner takes a bit of a bit of an effort, because, of course, you're coming around on the left. This car yeah. had come around on the other side. Yes, it had. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well the, the, the main thing anyway, Paddy, is that no one was injured? No, that is uh, the main th- thing.
2: She's yeah. nearly trying to put Blake's kind of flying out of it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's been one that's been d- d- uh, discussed on a number well, of I think
2: o- the, the council have, 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 have plans for a new bridge down. They, they have. The yeah. Yeah. They have to. They there, have
1: again, to what's holding it up, unfortunately, and I know on board Panala often gets a bit. The, the story underneath that, by the way, is by Poric, and it says on board Planola to decide on Blake's Corner hearing, held six months ago. And it just goes to show you the the amount of backlog there is in yeah. there and, and they're not well resourced as far as I can tell but this is the, 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 the decision on whether the council can compulsory purchase the, the, those two buildings What is
0: well resourced in this
1: country David? Well that is a very good you question
0: know, we talk about it yeah. again but I'll I, I move you on okay. from Blake's <laughs> Corner to another topic you wanted to cover and you wanted to talk about Quilche
1: Well that's right and this is page 19 in the farming section of the Champion and it's a piece by Dan Danaher reporting on uh, proceedings in the oireachtas and the headline is quielcha called out for quote wanton abuse of the environment and it is um uh, it, it has been raised by deputy michael mcnamara uh, speaking on the land and conveying conveniencing land reform bill 2021 in the doll deputy mcnamara stated it was time to reimagine and re-question what quielcha and the land estate owned by quielcha are for <coughs> um he he makes the point that uh, the agency uh, ha- has has a large amount of land uh, and woodland in, sh- in uh, on the Schlieve Barnes uh, here to our south and uh, uh, and and that there's what he calls an ugly scar on the mountain as a fire break, which which was created 15 years ago. The independent deputy recalled the agency cleaved into the mountain and dug everything out of it over an area that is about 10 metres wide. So it's a substantial thing. All soil was taken out so that fires could not spread. All the land is planted by Quilcha and people walk it regularly. It is scenic. If one goes on the other side of it, one looks down onto Loch Derg. If one stays on the east side, one looks at the plain that the mm. Shannon once flowed through as it went out through the Fergus Delta, be, rather than cutting through Killiloo Ballina. Pe- many people walk the land now. Quilcha does not block that, but it does not much facilitate. Does not do much to facilitate it. And he, you, you, people will read the article itself. He gets very agitated about it, um, talks about the monoculture of the Sitka spruce plantation, like the vast majority of <coughs> plantations all uh, owned by, by Quilce. Nothing will live in it, he says. There will be neither squirrel nor a deer. Quilce will rape the countryside as it does. It is not doing anything wrong. It is just doing what it is required to do by the law of this land, which is made by this parliament. It will carry out its mandate and rape that mountain. Now, he got caught up by the Carhearlook who told him that that may not have been an appropriate word to use, the word rape. Mm-hmm. Um, but he obviously felt very strongly about it. And I'd be kind of in agreement with it. I, I, I We all benefit from quielcha and the access that quielcha provide to walkers and hikers and so on and, and cyclists. But it is the it is the fact that it's predominantly a monoculture of Sitka spruce that kills effectively everything underneath it. And even though they try to put a percentage of other species in there,
3: I think they should go a little bit further. I don't know, what do you think, John? John,
1: you have
0: 20 seconds, your thoughts.
3: On the the forestry question. Well, you have a, a situation where... Sitka tended to dominate, as you said. Mm. It's fast-growing. It's what we're going to learn out of that experience that's relevant now. In other words, what should be the constraints in terms of replanting? Mm. Should we allow the monoculture you spoke of, or should yeah. we take a lesson from it and actually?
1: Yeah. But, but um, we, I've, we've seen if you go to Mount Shannon Woods or any other woods in the locality, yeah. you see that the replanting is the same Sitka spruce. Mm.
0: Okay, unfortunately. Right. Listen, uh, time is moving on, and there's one article I want to get to, uh, which sort of sort of refers to East Clare, but uh, is one that uh, sort of uh, can be a little bit taxing on occasions, and it, re- it relates to um, electric charging points. Uh, oh. Needing to become a priority. Yeah. Page fourteen in the Clare Echo, porrick has uh, an article in relation to it, and we we have alluded to in the past about the lack of charging points, uh, public charging points over East Clare. <laughs> How bad again is that? Uh, it's non-existent, John. No no, serious.
3: Serious, no, no. Be serious now. No, I am. I am being yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah. If, no. if you travel
0: from Ennis, Ennis? i would say true toller, uh uh, you can come to Bud you can come to Tungreni, you can go to Scarif, you can go to Mount Shannon, you can go to Whitegate and you won't come across a charger until you hit Port And
3: that's that.
0: And that's that, right? And then you can travel all the way back and uh, you can sort of go to Fecal and you can go to any other village in East Clare, Killu. And you won't hit hit a charger.
1: And and of course, that's uh, the point uh, he quotes a person here saying exactly the same point, Luke, would you believe? Um, He also quotes John Casey, uh, and he has purchased a car. Since purchasing an electric car in 2017, John Casey has clocked up, wait for it, 175,000 kilometres in his electric vehicle. And he quotes John Casey as saying, I wouldn't go back. It is a tremendous pleasure to drive a full electric. It is so smooth, comfortable, and is pretty much emissions-free. While the cost of purchasing an electric vehicle, even with the assistance of a grant, can be expensive, the Ennis resident flagged that the selection of EVs available is growing. And he, just one last point. I'm charging my car predominantly on night-rate electricity at my home at an absolute fraction, maybe a quarter or less, than the price of filling a car with petrol or diesel um, so obviously there, w- there are certainly challenges out there um, well and I think for people visiting the county it's a real problem Luke um,
0: and that that's my point we'll say if if you or I or anybody else has an electric car you charge it at home at mm-hmm. night right that's your filling station you charge it at home at night but if you no more than we'll say if we were going on holidays and you were going down to Kerry or even yeah. going, going to West Clare like there are public uh, charging points, uh, you know, there's one just off the top of my head. They're in Le Hinch they're in Kilrush, Kilkee, you know. So uh, Pub- uh, public ones, pu- public ones, yeah. We would technically ESB ones, but that's another matter, John. But uh, I, I, the article mentions uh, that uh, Parikal also spoke to uh, uh, Senator Garvey. And she noted that Clare County Council, and I said I'm not always the best fan of Clare County Council, and this is another point of uh, contention that I have, have with them. Uh, she noted that Clare County Council have yet to avail of the SEAI on-street public charge point scheme for local authorities. This was announced, I think, nearly two years ago, where the councils could get access to money to put in public charging points. And they wouldn't be the sort of rapid ones, but it'd be like you could plug your car in overnight and you you would get get a charge on it. She says, there has been no limit to the amount of funding and support available to local authorities from the Department of Transport because I've raised the issue myself, wondering why we don't have more charging points. I know from talking directly to the Minister for Transport, who is in the same party as herself, uh, uh, that there is no shortage of funding for each charge points for local authorities. So then, what have Clare County Council been doing about it?
1: Well, yeah. the, the statement at the very end of the article says, and you won't like it, a strategy is being developed yeah. in Clare County Council for the provision of these EV chargers suitably located in residential, residential areas where users predominantly do not have access. So, uh, so Luke, it's it's um, we're working on it. Yes, I look forward not to seeing, I
0: look forward to seeing the, the press release on it. Right, and, I think and, did
2: and you, the, the General minister ran out of, uh, of, of fuel in uh, coming to a meeting in, in the market there last week? Did he? he did he, yeah, he was J- weird. He uh, because he, he could get chairs, no. L- yeah. Luke, Luke, as we go for the
3: coffee, yes, we have to acknowledge uh, one uh, uh, venture by the council in relation to bicycle <coughs> repair. There is, in Broadford, I didn't see it until Wednesday, a lovely set-up unit whereby if you uh, puncture or you need to repair some aspect of your bicycle, you have this very, very modern piece of equipment there on the side yes uh,
0: oh. that, that is true and uh, there's one in Newmarket as is well. There? I've come across it myself is that, so.
3: the, is that
1: funded by the council or? I
0: presume they are oh, yeah. I would imagine that they are oh yeah, yeah. Be, okay I will commend them for that now Pat <laughs> who's dead this week what are we talking about music
2: <laughs> no he didn't die he's uh, 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 on the way Gilbert O'Sullivan he was 75 uh, on Wednesday Windsor- Windsor- he's, he's,
0: he's heading that way go <laughs> on <laughs> so we
2: have, we have matrimony one of his one one
0: matrimony oh, oh, oh good. Yeah. excellent yeah. stuff Right, we'll be back in a few
1: minutes. One from me. That's me. Marriage. Join together two
3: people. For better or for worse. Till death
0: then will pass. Right. <laughs> right, then Gilbert Sullivan and uh <laughs> Happy birthday to him. (laughs) Now, a few awards have been won uh, during the week, and we always like to acknowledge people that have won awards and especially in the journalism side of things. Uh, Our own Fiona McGarry. journalist in The Champion, who looks after the East Clare uh, side of things, along with other articles in the paper as well. She collected a, a Headline Ireland a Mental Health Journalism Award for letting the light shine for fellow survivors. Uh, Dan Danaher News, who teams up uh, with Fiona for the East and South East Clare Uh, notes in the champion he won best community story for residents battle to protect homes in springfield which is springfield Lara, as opposed to springfield home at the simpsons and uh, uh, a man that's not from east clare but he covers a lot of uh, stuff out our side of the woods and he's one of the best photographers in the business he's the other john kelly and he won best photograph at the local ireland media awards and it is a picture that is taken in east clare of mark wilson in a forge and for anybody that uh, knows the picture or i said go out and sort of find it it is an absolute fabulous piece of art as always from john Mm -hmm. and we offer our congratulations to them all and uh before i go off john he has a few photographs in the champion as ever uh jack burns of o'brien's bridge making wooden reindeer for charity with proceeds going to mcgarry house hostel for the homeless is on page 13 of the of the champion and that's where we're going to come back to in a minute but john there is one of our own people from east
3: clare that has won a very significant award absolutely tell us about her absolutely Luke, um hayes collects medal for top veterinary results. So says Dan Danaher. And he goes on then to uh, tell us what exactly she had achieved. She's a, a daughter of Pat and Anne Hayes. Pat would be better known, I suppose, as the uh, garage owner <coughs> here in, in, in yeah Now, his daughter, they live in Killaloo, and his daughter went to school in, in Killaloo, and then UCD in, where she did veterinary. And she has scooped a major accolade uh, by winning three major national awards. In her final year, she took the first place in the highest marks in Ireland in final veterinary. But she also won the More Done Foundation Prize for the student who performs best in the area of farm animal Clinical studies, and also, believe it or not, she won the Norbrook Prize for the best student in small animal surgery. And in the interview that Dan had with her, you get a sense and of of the kind of personality she is. You know, she says, "If you do a cesarean section at 3 a.m. and the little calf is running around when you are finished, you have saved two lives, which is very rewarding." Ending the suffering of an animal is also very rewarding. Something warm is coming out of the interview, you know. So it's, uh, Kira, it's uh, congratulations from all of us in uh, Scar Bay Community Radio. And some weekend you're down home, we'll have to meet and have an interview with you.
0: Indeed. Uh, uh, three in a row. Congratulations. Well, can
1: you. I add a fourth? And Pat O'Brien just handed me the paper, but, uh, but uh, since it's, we, we can't let UCD uh, uh, away with everything, yeah. uh, a Clare <laughs> Castle, Castle student, um, Sarah O'Rourke, is one of Wait for This Now. And it's, again, it's another female story. W- women will and should be looking after the world because it would be probably a better place. She's only one of 16 women in the University of Limerick to be awarded the STEM 2D scholarship from Johnson & Johnson. Uh, as, as I said, she's from why STEM 2D stands for Women in Science, Technology, Engineering, Mathematics, Manufacturing and Design. Uh. And uh, she's a third year biomedical engineering student Uh, and has said that she feels that STEM is the way forward for the future. So I think we should congratulate her too, along with Kira. So it's lovely to see our young women um, who are progressing in their education, but also Mm. progressing at a standard way above everybody else. Absolutely.
0: Indeed. Okay. I will offer congratulations to her. Now, Pat, uh, page 13 in The Champion. I see a pledge over Mills Estate. Tell us about
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Clare County Council has undertaken to uh, assist the works needing at Donale housing station of Garethance Mills. Councillor John Coney raised this in the November meeting of the Killaloo Municipal District Committee. This development was built in the 70s. He said it has very little upgrading other than bare maintenance. There are flooding issues and bad pets. A written reply from Neve Madden, senior executive engineer, said the Killaloo the Municipal District does not have a budget presently to carry out, out works in this development. However, we will assist the location and determine... The redeeming works needed to be undertaken I suppose yeah it's just a uh, um, state here in the village and I suppose it needs uh, a bit of upgrading and uh, Joe Coney is um, looking after it probably and yeah. I suppose eventually when when, when money comes around next year it'll probably be, be some work done
0: yeah, okay. Now, I, I just see uh, in the page 13 there as well, crossing for Killaloo Junction, a pedestrian crossing at Du National School as part of the new local enhancement plan. Uh, and I think, in fairness, there's nobody going to be arguing that uh, uh, the area around the school there badly a, be in need, badly yeah, yeah. in need. And you, you know what, the hill there, you've IPC, cars yeah. that we be travelling at speed. Um, there is an appeal on overhanging trees, we'll say Councillor Pat Hayes, Uh saying he's concerned about the Knock James area and the Garth Tuller Road. Uh, forests have been planted out to the edge of, ro- of the road, and it's, it's quite 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 dangerous. And uh, the Killaloo cohere look issues an appeal over road funding schemes. Uh, Fiona McGarry has an article there, Pat. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, some road roads <coughs> will never reach an, an acceptable standard without more support from schemes which involve contributions from individuals, homeowners, and the wider community That's the view of Cahillic of this District Council Joe Coney who raised the issue of the Local Improvement Scheme and Community Improvement Schemes at the November meeting of the District Committee. Uh, they have the Bradford men down here, but I, I don't think I you know. Would Joe be be too pleased to be called the Bradford? Because <laughs> <man? laughs> <laughs> Joe's from many places, but I didn't think Bradford
0: was one of them. But so. but is
1: is Joe
2: saying that individual homeowners should be paying for roads? Is that what he's saying? Well, I think there's a scheme there. Where, where, there's a scheme there where you can where, you have have private. Public partnership. where uh, people. Will, it was a oh, small yes. road, and there's only a few people on it. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. it needs to be repaired. That uh, they, they, they make a contribution, and I'd say they're trying to, to up that right. The amount of, of those roads, and, and trying to extend that 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 kind yeah. that type yeah. of and
3: stuff. get get the council to actually take over the
2: road. Well, I'd say the council would pay half, but and then maybe you yeah. you'd pay the other half of the maintenance or uh, pay a contribution towards it anyway. Yeah, uh,
0: I, I, I just see there. Um, it says in twenty. 2021 the killaloo municipal district completed two roads that were applied for under the community involvement scheme or cis
2: mm. Mm. Uh, and this
0: is he says those roads were located northfield near six mile bridge and carnaquille near killaloo and he says there were four roads completed this year under the local improvement scheme lis grant and these are more local uh capaban and scarif borough and fecal balumanoga and scarif and uh capanasta K- and that the CIS encourages a joint approach on a voluntary basis with groups of local residents and landowners for the registration of local tertiary roads that are likely trafficked single lane or cul-de-sac roads. There is certainly an issue there <clears throat> in relation to it, you know. And there'd be a part of me sort of saying, why, if you live on a road, if you're living on a national road that... Um, you know, uh, the council or the National Roads Authority would look after the road. But if you're living on a rural road in uh, East, West or North Clare, that uh, you are expected to contribute, contribute yeah. towards a road. Are you not paying taxes yourself? Well,
1: that's a fair point on that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That we all we all have an equal responsibility in terms of the taxation we pay to the local authority, as yeah. we've started in uh, this program. Uh, but then, if you do live in a remote or in an uh, on a road which has light traffic, you are expected to pay for that road. So it is. It you're you're paying double, in fact. Yep. Once I
0: you've would, paid I, your tax, I, I would I would argue that. No, um, Dan Danner has Uh, an article here Princess Diana and her links to Killaloo's Old Mill and this is basically um, the third edition of the journal which is um, a fabulous publication that Killaloo Balna Local History Society produce and they have a few different articles that are in it John do you want to tell us something about (laughs) it there Uh, Princess
3: Diana and her links to Killaloo for God's sake the Old Mill Uh, back would you believe this now back in September 1873 Lord Spencer, I bet you remember that name, do you? Oh, yes. And Lady Charlotte Spencer visited the mill in Killaloo, which was considered a great honour at the time. <laughs> While at the mill, Lord, Lords, wait for this one. Lord Spencer ordered a suit of quote of the most excellent tweed, and his half brother Charles, he was the great grandfather of Princess Diana. A slight, a slight
1: um, typo there in that article. I actually noticed a lot of typos uh, in the champion. It's Prin- princess, princess, spelt incorrectly there. Did you notice that, John? Uh, where, where Pri- uh, the great grandfather of Pri- Princess Oh yes, Diana. Yes, yes, Yeah, yeah. We you were school teacher now would, uh, <laughs> would have picked that up. I thought, yeah. but, but I, I kind of I don't like this sort of history because you know you urinate in a place. Lord Spencer, if he urinated a place, he he might make it into uh, the history book. Well,
3: certainly in America, in America anyway, that would happen. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah.
1: I, I don't know this falling over over things. Uh, for my, for example. They, they like, uh, Moy in County Cork, not far yeah. from my home place, uh, Lord Fermoy was related to the Spencers, and there's often a piece produced yeah. every Christmas saying how Princess Diana is related yes. to the yes. people. Yeah. Uh, we, we, but anyway, celebrity yeah. history. We'll, well get over it. it. it, it does. We'll get now,
0: over there's it. one or two, uh, <laughs> we'll say, articles that are of interest, just that are in the journal, and... Um, The discovery of negatives of photographs taken by Peter Lacey by Paul McGrath evoked a lot of memories for local residents this year. And Deborah Dudgeon, who is one of the people involved in uh, producing uh, the journal, she said a lot lot of people felt it would be great if the new Shannon River, River Crossing was named in memory of Peter Lacey because he taught so many people to swim. And said so a photograph of Michael the Hawk Daily, who started a campaign that led to the erection of a monument on Killaloo Bridge in memory of the Scariff Martyrs, is also uh, in the journal. And the link with the O'Brien family from Balna, an internationally re- renowned author, Edna O'Brien, concerning Drewsburg House Tungreni is also referred uh, to it. And (coughs) Deborah and Arlene thanked everybody who helped me put the publication together, uh, Fifth Gear Design, the Nina Guardian Print, and all those who contributed. So that's on sale in local shops in Killaloo and Ballina, which segues me very nicely into something else that is sort of on sale in one or two local shops around East Clare as well. And it's alluded to on page 26 of the Clare Echo, and uh, we're going to, I'm going to leave this to you, John, uh, because uh, we're sort of going to give ourselves a little bit of advertising here. So.
3: Okay. Scar- a- a-
0: and Marie will give out to us if we don't publicise it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Pardick McMahon writing about uh, Scarf Bay Community Radio, but in particular, he's talking about the beautiful Scarf Bay calendar, show, which showcases the best of East Clare. Now, there are two fundraising um, uh, projects. Each year, well, this is the first year we've done this one. We had only one fundraising project prior to that, that was the Church Gate collection. But now, this year, to enhance, because we lost out somewhat on the Church Gate collection, uh, the idea of a calendar suggested by Pat here of our own, and it's on sale now. It's a lovely, lovely mirror image of some of the finest yes. locations in East Clare. Well, you're
1: quoted yourself in the piece, by far. You are indeed co- co-presenter <laughs> of this very show of... Uh, oh, co- sorry, co-presenter of Saturday Chronicle, John S. Kelly. Oh, well, that's Out, coming up uh, next uh, time. Uh, <laughs> 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 Outlining the calendar ticks all the
3: boxes. Yeah.
1: Um, it is lovely from an artistic point of view, a functional point of view,
3: and from a fundraising point of view. Now, look at... score the very high. Five quid, five euro... Is the cost of the calibre? Where can you get it, John? You can get it in Marade Bands, you'll get it in the Centra, but you'll particularly get it from any one of the, our colleagues associated with the radio itself. well.
0: It? well and, and you're also going to get it in Ted's Fruit and Veg uh, b- 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 for a very special link because the lady that took an awful lot of the photographs is of, of, of it is associated uh, with the same premises that was there with Ruth Griffin and we have to... Oh, very uh, good. We have to congratulate and thank her for uh, the effort that she did into it. And, uh, John, I know you're not the only one quoted in that article because I see here at the end of it O'Callaghan's <laughs> Mills Pat O'Brien who is a weekly <laughs> Contributor. for to the local media show because it's the <laughs> very show we're on uh, and Pat's encouraging people to send a calculator or a calculator send a cal- calendar far and wide he said get out the calculator it'll only cost you a fiver fiver that that's say. all it would be nice to send people that are away over Christmas we're urging people to go out and support the radio station it's a nice production sponsors were our main way of collecting money to produce it we'd ask everybody in East Clare to support our sponsors Dead on. you look
1: good in print there yeah idiot. yeah fair, fair, fair,
0: fair, fair play to you David we're yeah. not worthy not all. Obviously, <laughs> obviously no right listen we're nearly out of time John you have uh, East Clare Golf written on a piece of paper here what
3: am I talking it's about it's good news that's essentially uh, you know uh, that we're offering uh, we're giving out now to the public the golf course East Clare Golf Course which in Bud Yes, which had some difficulties over the last uh, few years all wrapped up the club is now back in the hands of the members oh and the debt with Bank of Ireland cleared excellent great to hear so uh, we look forward we might
0: go and do a show over there oh absolutely Absolutely. as long as we can get broadband over there (laughs) I think you can that's what we need now Pat song to finish are we on to the songs uh, <laughs> well, we're, we're out of time Pat so yeah we're on to
2: we're on to the, the songs but we'll, we'll, we'll uh, I suppose we'll see after Christmas uh, Luke oh, uh, do we have to uh, oh. D, D, Dino Martino with let it snow oh uh, Dino
0: Martino also known as Dean Martin yeah let it snow let, oh, it, snow. Martino, <laughs> let it, it
2: snow, let <laughs> <is> snow.
0: <laughs> you're trying to confuse me here now and start get me out of it David Fleming thank you very much Pat O'Brien John S. Kelly thank you uh, Jim hopefully you will be back in the, in the chair here next week and uh, if he's not he better give me a bit more notice (laughs) right listen folks i hope you enjoyed the show uh that's it for this week take care god bless and we'll leave you with uh, mr martin take care
1: (laughs) oh the weather outside is frightful but the fire is so delightful and since we've no place to go